Door Service, where service is their specialty. Proud sponsor of This Morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat. 636. Uh, do you like gingerbread? Uh, I enjoy some gingerbread. No, not really. Never, never really built them. Ate a couple, and I uh, like it with coffee. So, do you like the, the snappy gingerbread, or do I you like, like a little the, chewy. The soft? I want a little chewy. Okay, you do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I like both of them. I'm not going to turn down either one of them. You could make a sandwich with some 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 soft ones on the outside and a, and a, and a crunchy one on the inside. Blowing your mind. Yeah. Gingerbread sandwich. Uh, I remember my grandma, um, she just had the bright idea, and I was her first grandchild, um, to actually make sheets of gingerbread and cut them out to do the house. Mm. It was a heck of a lot of work. Oh, absolutely. And I don't know if I appreciated it uh, back then. I probably didn't. But uh, thank you, Grandma, for for giving me that memory because I know how much work you put into it. So a lot of memories in terms of gingerbread at my house. And now everybody just goes out and buys kits. But that wasn't around when I was (laughs) a kid. So yeah. Well, certainly one kit. There's no kit for this creation on 124th Street. Um, If you've ever been to the Duchess uh, Bake Shop around Christmas, you know they go all out. So I remember one year they did the Harry Potter Hogwarts school. Mm Mind blowing. <laughs> uh, they did Whoville from uh, The Grinch. It was recreated. And they're doing it again this Ooh, year. And yes. what is it going to be? Garner Bags is co founder and co owner of Duchess Bake Shop. Good morning, Garner. Hey, good morning. How are you? That's <laughs> Ex- very well. Sir. Expectations <laughs> are high, sir. Expectations are extraordinarily high. Yeah, I feel like we've set the bar high in previous years. <laughs> the pressure's on. When does this actually get revealed to the to the public? This year's rendition, this year's exhibition of gingerbread artistry. Well, we've been a little cagey about it, but I think I can let the cat out of the bag. It's going to be a, a cold theme, if anybody can guess that one. It's going to be the, the Castle of Arendelle from Frozen this year. Frozen, so yeah. let it go. Let it, yeah. That yeah, exactly. So I'll be hearing that song in my head all December, I'm sure. <laughs> Your fault. <laughs> and you're unveiling it when? It's coming out on Saturday, so I've just got a couple days left here. The pressure's on, like I said, so it's going to be some long hours to get it up and ready for uh, noon on Saturday. Uh, it's intended to go up during the All Those Bright Festival on 124th Street on the 18th of Saturday there. So Very nice. Uh, so if it's frozen, I guess there'd be a lot of icing. How much gingerbread do we see? How much... Uh, "Quote unquote snow," do we see on this? Thing? Yeah, I mean, there, I, I want to showcase the gingerbread aspect of it for sure. But uh, my wife Kelsey's been putting icing on that thing for weeks and weeks and weeks now. So there's a lot of icing as well. Good hundred over hundred pounds of gingerbread, probably half that in the icing as well. So. How big is this thing? How big so is 20, this? This this one's coming in at 25 square feet. Uh, that's, that's, that's the board. Um, and then it's a, a stands. It's looking like it's going to be probably just shy of four feet tall off the board. And it's a hundred percent edible. It's all gingerbread. No, no glue or anything like that holding it together. It's all just sugar and everything edible. How long have you been working on it? Uh, we started in August this time. Um, <laughs> it's you know it's, it's a weird long process trying to figure out exactly how it's going to be built and glued together. A lot of conceptualizing. And then the actual, you know, sawing gingerbread and gluing it all together started really in earnest in September. 
Uh, are, are you are you also an engineer? Because doesn't this have to be structurally sound enough to survive? <laughs> I mean, uh, you do have to think about it because it has to get moved a fair bit. I mean, on uh, on Friday night, it's going to be a long all-nighter getting it into the front of the shop and moving all the pieces into place. So it's got to be sturdy enough to move, but... Yeah, grand. <laughs> I did. I did see some pictures of it on TV yesterday, and it's really intricate. Tell us about the things that we we can look for when we see it, like the little things that you 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 know spend a little <laughs> bit more time on that uh, might surprise and delight. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, there are you know thousands of pieces to the thing. Um, after all said and done, we've been putting thousands of little handmade tiles on all of the roofs everywhere. So I think people will be sort of scratching their head at how many tiles are on the thing. Um, and then just a, a, so much little detail, like uh, Kelsey's been piping away and putting every little thing is different all over the place. Your eye can just sort of wander for hours looking at all the detail that she's put onto it. So uh, how true to the movie is it then? Yeah. I mean, the the general structure is pretty true, as true as I could make it. Um, I didn't get any architectural blueprints that came along with it, <laughs> so I had to take, I'm sure, some liberties, but it's uh, it's as close as we could make it. The decoration aspect of it is a bit more whimsical. I mean, it's a gingerbread house, after all, not a, not a true recreation, but uh, we wanted to keep the spirit of things, so she's sort of drawn on her own Scandinavian heritage to really go into the Rosemalling and sort of Swedish uh, design aspects of it. I guess you could say it's because it's fun, but why, why, why do you work on something like this for 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 months on end? For uh, it can't, it's not going to stick around forever. No, certainly not. I mean, it it is fun. Honestly, I really love it. It's a huge tradition of mine growing up, building gingerbread houses and then destroying them. Um, and so when I, you know I got a bakery, the the chance to build a huge one was irresistible. But um, at, the end of the, at the end of the day, it's to benefit a good cause. Uh, we're, we're hoping that people will come in and bring socks, toques, mittens, uh, warm winter clothing into uh, the shop to donate and then get entered into a raffle to win a demolition party in the new year. Um, this is all to help the Bissell Center raise warm clothing for the, the winter. You know, they, they help a lot of people in this community. And it's a, especially this time of year, the demand goes up quite a lot. So we're hoping Edmonton really shows up in a big way and brings stuff into the Bristol Center itself, donates there, or they can donate at 124. How how has the response been in previous years? How badly do people want to destroy this thing? <laughs> quite a lot, it seems. Uh, Hogwarts really drew out quite the crowd, actually, for that. I think everybody wanted to destroy the big tower on that one. Um, in past years, I mean, Edmontonians are very generous. And people have really shown up and brought hundreds and hundreds of pairs of socks. I think last time we had upwards of oh, well over a thousand pairs of socks and mittens and whatnot. So this year we're, we're hoping for more. Has anyone ever dressed up in a Godzilla costume to come and destroy their gingerbread <laughs> house? King Kong, maybe? King Kong, maybe? <laughs> no, I would like that, though. I would I would love to see that. That would be great. <laughs> is it edible? Like, you've been working well, on this since September. Yeah, I mean, it is made 100% of edible things, but I mean, after it's been on display, especially in public in these days, you know, there's no sneeze guard around the thing. No one's going to want to actually eat it after it's been on display. So it has to go. You can't save it or anything. Speak for yourself. Oh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Might reach into the internal parts of it and grab off a chunk that's maybe a little more pristine. You certainly could. What, uh, do, you, what do you love about gingerbread? I mean, every year growing up, like my mom would always make a big one, and yeah. you know, my brothers and I would always want to get it, make it bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, 
It's just a long, fun tradition. Like I love making them. We made one, a little tiny one, with our nephews. You know, last year it's started a new tradition. Hopefully, it's really great. It's a, it's a fun thing to do. Uh, Smells great too in the house, you know. Oh yeah, we would. Uh, before we let you go, Garner, give us one secret to making the best gingerbread in the world. Give me, give us one tip. Oh, uh, you got to bake it a long time. You got to really crisp it up. <laughs> So slow bake, low heat, slow bake? Yeah, I'm usually like at a 325 for about 50 minutes. It's kind of an odd recipe, um, but it comes out quite hard, very brittle, which is, is good, so you can get really nice, uh, precise pieces. And I actually cut all of the pieces after I bake the gingerbread, oh. which is a bit of a masochistic way to do it, I suppose, but it gets you really nice, precise pieces that go together real cleanly. Because they sort of spread out while they're baking, right? Exactly. And if you're, when you're getting really big, you, you kind of have to get your tolerances in line a bit better, you know? Engineering tolerances. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sounds Good. sweet. Thanks so much, uh, Garner, for uh, for joining us this morning. I know you got to go back to that massive project of yeah, yours. But yeah. You're accepting Thanks. donations of, of warm clothing starting Saturday? Yeah, starting Saturday, running right through to the 31st of December. So it'll be up all season. Um, yeah, Chris will come take a look and bring in some clothes. Sounds great. Appreciate it. Uh, Garner, great chatting with you. Have a great day. Yeah, thank you so much. Take care. Bye. Garner Biggs is co-founder, co-owner of Duchess Bake Shop. Elsa's, I guess, Elsa's Castle. Froze the castle from Frozen. Yeah, from Arendelle. And so I'm wondering Arendelle. if there's a fountain I... Be- I- was going to ask, but now I just want to go and see them up for myself. Yeah, just go right? find out, and then yeah. dream of destroying it. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a great desire to go destroy something like that. No, it's sort of like those sand art things that you see, and it's an incredible work. And then just people just blow it away. Blow it away. I'm like that would hurt me. <laughs> Gingerbread house, so you just nibble at the edges, though, right? You just break a little piece off at the back where no one can see it, and so it can still... Mm-hmm. Well, of course. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's ways. The techniques of, of being crafty yeah. at stealing chunks of the gingerbread. <laughs> let's uh, let's dive into a few more of those. Quite a few texts in there. Gingerbread's a big deal with a lot of people. Uh, we'll dive into those next. This morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat, supported by Abe's Door Service, with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. More tips coming in on the old text line about gingerbread. Derek says he makes it specifically for eating, not for building. This is not construction materials in Derek's house. Uh, three secrets for it are leaving it slightly soft, which I do like. I do like the, the, mm-hmm. the you. I don't know. I have no idea what turbinado sugar is. What is turbinado I think sugar? It's not white. I think it's more coarse. I'm not sort of like sure. a brown, like a raw sugar kind yeah, of deal. Yeah, it's more of a brown sugar. Uh, don't quote me on that. Mm. I guess the old Google machine can probably shed some light onto what that is. And then but, pomegranate molasses. Hmm. That'd be delicious. Pomegranate, pomegranate manhattan. Yeah, it's, it's a, I think it's a. It's used a lot in the Middle East. I, I, I do have a jar of it cool. oh. next to my zatar. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God. <laughs> I have no doubt. Yeah, I just looked it up. Turbinado sugar, basically natural brown sugar. So brown sugar. Yeah. 
had to be fancy and call it turbinado. <laughs> you got to put the molasses in in um, in 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 your gingerbread. Do you like them crispy or do you like them soft? Oh, soft, soft. Like if the they're soft. crispy, I got to dip them in coffee. I do like I do like the crispy ones. You like the crunch? You like I the do crunch? Like the crunch. I do. Well, there's not chocolate in it, so I have to be a little bit more specific. Chocolate with never my taste. works with would never work with gingerbread. That's a oh, bad combo. Oh, would it not? Oh, be? No, no, no. <laughs> so there's a place in there's not a place in, in, there's a place in Poland. So any Polish listeners will know. Um, Turin, and it's pretty much a gingerbread. They make you go, you you throw a rock, you're gonna hit a, a gingerbread making place, and they dip it in chocolate all the time. Hmm. And they put like hmm. jams in it and stuff. It but like once they... again, I do like the harder gingerbread, which they, they, I think their expertise is the the softer gingerbread. Hmm. Just, just, and not sweet enough either. Polish baking is just not sweet enough. Oh, <laughs> all the Polish bakers are gonna come at me. I just I like a little bit more sugar with my desserts and chocolate. Yeah, and so chocolate. Yeah, anything. You dip a carrot in chocolate for gosh sakes. I get the feeling. Oh, I dipped something She's in chocolate. She's just oh, thinking, hey, that's a good idea. Yeah. Cauliflower and chocolate. Let me try that. Yeah, all right. <laughs> chocolate covered Brussels sprouts. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Be awesome. It's also funny that uh, we got another text in just about uh, grandma used to make it. Those memories have to be just absolutely super special. Smells, aromas, and tastes from long, long ago and those Christmas memories. That's very cool. You had one year your grandma made you gingerbread, is that a it? Gin- yeah, a gingerbread house where we. She laid it out, and just like uh, Garner did, she baked it out on a, on cookie sheets, and then she, you know, had I don't know a, some sort of pattern because this is before the pre-constructed ones, mm-hmm. which don't taste very good. Well, no, they're it's just building fun. materials. And kids get they're licking their fingers, and so you'd never eat it anyway. But they'll <laughs> eat it. And so she she laid it out, did the gingerbread, and then cut the patterns. And it was oh, it was so difficult. So, it was so hard. And I, I. I I think I mentioned to her that I remember that and I really appreciate it, but uh, she's still with us. So, you know, I should probably give her a shout. Say, hey, thanks, Grandma. Thanks once for the again, gingerbread. Thank you, because it sort of changed my life a little bit. Not that I've recreated it, because I haven't. <laughs> don't need to. You don't want to ruin a perfect memory. Perfect. <laughs> for my it, daughter. It is 652.